Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, this is Phil Haugen. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This morning, I'm going to be talking about a little bit of a continuation of a, an earlier episode on field timing and balance, but also talking about some of the things I've learned over the years as far as me maturing mentally as a trainer and and understanding that uh, really it all depends on me how our day starts how our week starts and and how our days end and our weeks end when in the training process and and you know one of the challenges there is you know schedules are so tight and so full and and one thing we've been going through with this pandemic is rescheduling clinics and so not only did we have we had to redo all our clinic schedule, we've had to redo our um, redo our travel plans. Um, you know, Stacy Bailey, who's does all my marketing, um, she's done some things for certain clinics three and four times already, and and you know, just like uh, next week, we've got a couple clinics coming up here um, where Ashley Schaefer is a guest instructor and and. Uh, you know, we're having to get ready for that because we've had to change venues. Um, so with all that being said, we're all in the same boat because we just have tremendously busy schedules. And, you know, I don't know that we ever, I don't know that I ever get done. At the end of the day, we just find a point where we stop and then we start the next day. And, and you know, it took me a long time to even get comfortable with that. Um, I was, I was pretty, um, oh, I don't know better way to say it, but I was pretty hard on myself years ago. Um, if at the end of the day, there was something that didn't get done that should have, or I felt like it should have, but, but now I think, um, because I've matured probably, you know, as a person in all phases of my life, obviously, I mean, like you know, everybody knows, I've said this before many times, I'm 55, so you would hope I'd grown up a little bit and matured, but, um, you know, just like this week starting out, um, you know, I try to get at least five rides, at least five really good rides on a horse during the week. Um, sometimes if, if I've got one that's really struggling, you know, I'll work them on Saturday also. Um, and, and like this sat last Saturday, I worked a handful of horses. I didn't work them all. Sundays, I try to stay away from the barn other than to just do stuff with family. And Wade and I might rope or Bridget and I might ride just for enjoyment. Um, but I try, to, I try to give myself a day off and, and everybody else too. Um, so that Monday morning, wind was blowing. Western Oklahoma, a lot of you probably can't believe this, but the wind will blow a little bit here. The wind was really blowing. Um, I got my colt saddled, and I went over to the riding barn, and I've got a uh, 
my riding area in my riding barn is 60 by 120, which is a nice size for riding a colt. And I could get in there, get out of the wind. Well, it's it's amazing. As soon as I got out of that wind, um, it was like you have an automatic attitude change. And on a Monday, whereas instead of in the past on Mondays, I would have probably went into Monday feeling like I was behind and I needed to catch up on those horses I've changed my philosophy there quite a bit to where on Mondays I try to set the tone for the rest of the week, meaning what state of mind am I going to have those horses in that I'm training? I mean, I think if if you uh, start out your Monday morning, your work week with your boss and it's a and it's a jerking, tugging, pulling contest which, I mean, of course, with your boss, it wouldn't be, but it might not be a pleasant start. That kind of sets your week up. And so I've, I really try to, especially on Monday mornings, I really try to set the tone for the week by, you know, being soft, keeping my hand down, letting that horse feel me. And, and when I say feel me, understand that you know, start to stimulate that thinking side of their brain where every time my body makes an adjustment, they look for the response that I'm asking for. And so like Monday, you know, with those colts, I, of course, once I got in the barn, step up on them, I always do some softening exercises before I ever ride off, flex them laterally, um, yield their hindquarters, when they do step off, I'll slide into a real smooth one rein stop, even after they've taken just a couple steps. And two things happen there. Number one, you stimulate the thinking side of their brain. Number two, they start to they start to remember your feel. And and I've really um, been working hard on that for the last few years on helping them really. Um, feel what I'm going to ask them before I even ask them. And, you know, it, it's amazing. Um, those Colts after a short period of time, how they'll pick up on that. And, and same with my, you know, I rode, you know, I'm riding a couple horses of ours that are, um, one's five and he's really coming along nice. He's a horse that I bought a couple years ago and basically I think the first year I owned him, I probably got five rides on him. And then earlier this spring, I got a few rides on him. Then Bridget started riding him some and, and then started to run into some challenges and he just, he just needed broke better and he still needs broke better. I mean, he still needs to ride better, but really coming along nice. But, you know, as I was working those Colts Monday, I was thinking, from their perspective, when I do that and I handle Mondays in that way, it seems like the rest of the week goes so much better. And I thought a lot about that. And I thought about, you know, sometimes I'll say, you know, some for a horse to get better, sometimes they just need to be alive longer. They just, they just haven't lived enough days. Well, that same concept applies to 
me anyway. I don't know if it applies to any of you, but it applies to me because as I've matured as a trainer, meaning gained experience, have been blessed to live a fairly long, healthy life already. When you mature in, in all phases of your life, the, that's the person or that's that I want to be their horse, that person that starts to mature and understand. And, and I think that's one thing that, that we all need to be aware of in this process is that, you know, as, as we go through this process and learning, just like with the clinics that I've got coming up, you know, one of, one of the big things that I have to offer after 39 years of riding horses for pay is if somebody comes to one of my clinics and all they learn is or understand is the things that I tell them that I did the wrong way, the bad things that didn't work, if you get nothing more than that out of it, that, that's going to propel you and help you mature as a trainer. You know that it's been a, I always talk about this, it's been a long, long road and it's, it's been a pretty tough road. Um, I don't, I don't know that I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I don't know that I would suggest anybody try it. I don't want to discourage anybody if they've got that passion, but boy, it's a, it's been a long road to gaining this experience and and but at the same time like i said before i'm i'm so thankful that i've been down this road because i think that's i think the maturity that i've gained by going down that road i think that's really what helps people because sharing my experiences and helping people understand how the horse perceives what you're asking it to do is one of the biggest benefits because really and truly, I mean, the basic fundamentals of being able to control speed and direction, if you can do those two things with your horse and do it really efficiently, you can do a lot of different disciplines and be pretty competitive and, and, and be have an enjoyable experience, you know, but control and speed and ex- controlling speed and direction is all about communication and helping that horse understand what you're asking it to do. So that goes back to um, this last Monday when I was putting my first rides on for the week. You know, I put my hand down on those colts and I'd just squeeze them forward. And whatever speed we went at, at different times, if I, if I, I'm real big on when I ask a horse to ride off, if they want to drift one direction, I just tip their nose and go the other direction. If they start drifting, they're dropping their shoulder, drifting in, going that direction, I go the other direction. And that's that's kind of how I start my warm-up because I want my horses really in tune to listening to, to feeling me reach down that bridle rein. And I figure in that situation especially at a slower speed, if, if I can establish that first thing in the morning or first first thing during that ride, it doesn't have to be in the morning. Obviously, I don't get them all rode by noon. But, you know, if I can establish that right away and that horse starts 
listening for that signal, well, I've already started to control speed and direction. So, you know, setting the tone, you know, stimulating that thinking side of their brain right off the bat sets the tone for the rest of the work, you know, for the rest of that session. And uh, it's a, and anybody can do it. You can do it in, in an arena. You can do it out in a wide open area. You know, with young horses, I, I like using the fence. You know, I always say the fence is my friend. And so the fence helps me to not have to be pulling on one with two hands. I can just tip their nose into the fence. When they commit, I release and then ride them on through the turn. And like if a colt is chargy, say a horse wants to be a little little busy, a little goy, you know, we're going to turn into the fence numerous times. And when they kind of let up, then I'll let them ride out. You know, and there's, everyone's different. You know, like I've talked about before, I've got a program that I go through with every horse. Um, and it's a very uh, disciplined program. I mean, I, I don't stray from it much, but I apply it differently with every horse. And so just like starting out on Monday morning, which, you know, you can correlate my Monday mornings to any day of the week, depending on if that's your first ride on that horse in a couple of days. And really and truly, it, it shouldn't matter if if it's your first ride or your fifth ride. How you start that day sets the tone for that whole work session. Um, the only reason I'm using a Monday as an example is, you know, because some of those horses had had a day off and a few of them had had two days off. And are they fresh? Heck yeah, they're fresh. You know, I mean, we feed really good feed. And I am adamant about horses leaving here looking better than when they came. So we feed the heck out of them. I mean, I want those horses. I want those horses as juicy as they're going to be. You know, you can, you can feed one to where you take the energy out of them. But, but I just, I really don't, uh, I don't believe in that. I want, I want those horses going home slick bloomy i want them i want them full and so monday mornings are full you know they're they're snorting you know they're doesn't mean they won't ride good but they they feel really good and by being you know 10 10 15 years ago uh, my monday mornings didn't go as smooth as they do now and i'm not saying every every day goes so smooth around here it's it doesn't you know but that goes so much smoother than it used to. And it has nothing to do with my training program. It has nothing to do with the horses. It has everything to do with me being more mature mentally, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, um, I would say physically, but being mature and physically isn't working out all that great for me. <laughs> I need to, I need to go the other way with, uh, I, I'm, I need to be no, more juvenile in my physical abilities because this mature and physically is, is not all that 
all that it's cracked up to be. But maturing in other phases of your life is so, you know, that, that old saying, there's no, there's no um, substitute for experience. My dad used to tell me that when I was a kid and I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I didn't listen to him. And, you know, because, you know, I could do a little bit, but I thought I could do a lot, but I couldn't. And so you, you know, don't, don't ever underestimate that. Um, and understand that the more mentally and emotionally, you know, and spiritually mature and comfortable we are, that that's going to carry over to your horse. I mean, how many times have you seen somebody have a bad day and their horse have a bad day? You know, might be a pattern developing there, right? You know, you see it all the time. I mean, there are times where I'm watching somebody and I'm thinking, holy crap, I'd hate to be that horse because there ain't nothing, there wasn't nothing fun about it. And then I'll see somebody and I'll think, oh my gosh, I'd love to be their horse. You know, they got their hand down, they're riding around, they're relaxed, their horse is relaxed. You know, it's uh, the better place we're at, the better place our horses are going to be at. And the thing about my business is, you know, those old campaigners, you can get by with having a mental breakdown once in a while. Um, these Colts, you can't, if you, you, you have a bad day, they're going to have a really bad day. Young horses look to you for confidence and security. I mean, they're looking for a leader of their herd and I get a lot of Colts in and, and some Colts that have, that have been rode. And, and uh, one filly in particular that I have here, this filly had been rode and I think quite a bit. And, uh, and, you know, part of it was maybe, you know, she just needed to mature some mentally. Um, but, you know, the longer I have her here, and I think I've had her going on my third month now, and boy, yesterday morning did she ride. And I mean, felt like she could do it. Um, two months ago, I couldn't keep her in her leads. She'd fall out of her leads, and when she'd fall out of her leads, it would scare her, and she'd tuck her tail, and I mean, want to go somewhere. And not not nothing mean, um, you know, nothing like that, but just, I mean, she'd, she'd fall out of her lead in the back end, and, and it would literally scare her, and she'd try to run off. And just couldn't, could not lope a simple circle. You know, didn't really follow her nose. You know, didn't didn't know the the most basic fundamentals of you know horsemanship, and you know pulled back. Um, you know, had just lots of anxiety, lots of anxiety. And I was, uh, you know, yesterday when I was working her, you know, it was so fun and so enjoyable. Now she still. You know, she's still, if something, if something scares her, something startles her, she's still going to go somewhere. Real controllable, but she still has that squirt in her. And, that, and that'll go away. I mean, through repetitions, and when I say repetitions, I mean days that are good days. 
days when I'm good. And, and everything about her day being good depends on how good I am. It's not, it's not her job to make my day good. It's my job to make her day good. You know, and I, I didn't always have that attitude. Um, I'll be the first to admit. I mean, there was a time in my training where it was pretty much I had the attitude it was my way or the highway. I mean, you it wasn't optional. You you were going to do it. And and some horses can take that kind of training and some horses fall apart. And, you know, not their fault. Not their fault. I mean, you know, I always remember because everybody out there listening is dealing with horses in one form or fashion. You know, always remember that every one of them is a different individual. Um, you know, when I accepted that, my life got better. My training got better because when I would step off one that was outstanding and step onto the next one and it was just kind of, you know, a wreck to begin with, um, I just had to tell myself, you know, we're at a whole different point in our training with this horse. This horse mentally is at a whole different point. And for that horse to get better, the one that's struggling, I really needed to get better. And, uh, you know, it, it happens in all phases of our life. You know, if, if there's a part of my life that just is not going very good, well, the first place I need to look is in the mirror. Say, hey, I mean, what can you do to make this better? Now, human nature is we really don't want to do that. And those of you who know me personally know that I'm sure not like that normally. But here again, through the the maturing process, you know, I've accepted that in other phases of my life, including my training, you know, for me to get better, a lot of times I just had to be be the mature individual in the relationship. And, you know, and that's that's what you have with each horse. Every day is is a reinforcement and an, an establishment of that relationship. Because if you don't have that, your communication is not going to be worth a crap. You know, and and you think about horses that, well, just like in the rope and horses that don't score, um, it doesn't really make any sense. You know, if I was a horse, I would rather stand there still than not. But if I didn't know I was supposed to stand there still, I would probably squirrel, squirrel around with anxiety. Well, you know, that's what happens. You know, it's mentally, um, that mental maturity is what makes us better. And that in turn makes our horses better as long as we understand that. You know, as long as we understand that and that. You know, when that when I started to figure that out, then all of a sudden my horses, as I went through, and just like today, I always do these podcasts early in the morning, and then I go sad, start saddling colts. And I do that for two reasons. Number one, I'm a morning person, and this is my time of day. But number two, after I talk about something like this, it, it's on my mind, and it makes me better that day. 
you know, whatever topic I'm talking about, it, it it's in my, you know, it kind of is locked back there in my subconscious. And then I'm, it makes me even better that day, which the day will never come that I do not need to get better. I've been at this a long time, you know, for the past, you know, 39 years. Um, I'm sure there are people that have rode more horses than I have. Um, but based on number of hours in the saddle over that time, I would, I would be in the mix because physically it would be hard. I mean, cause everybody has a 24 hour day. So I don't care if you're Superman, you still only have 24 hours in the day. So during that time, you know, I've got lots and lots of hours in the saddle and, you know, that being said, I'm still, I still feel like I've got so much to learn and I can get so much better and, and there's so much more I can do to help those horses reach their potential. And, you know, and then with that being said, understanding that it's, that it's a, a journey, not a destination, you know, it's not, I always, we always talk about this and this is kind of one of our sayings around here. It's not how we start, it's how we finish. And, and, you know, really and truly at this stage of my life, I'm, that's a, that saying, uh, resonates with me because when I started this journey, I'll be really honest with you. I was not very good, but you know, here again, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to work hard and, and try to learn and get better. And, and a big part of that is, is just the benefit of getting to be alive another day. You know, every day that you wake up, tell yourself, wow, that, you know, this is awesome because I, I've, I've got another day of experience under my belt. And if that day of experience isn't helping you get better, then you need to reevaluate that. You know, you need to reevaluate what's going on. Um, Cause I've been through that. I've been through that where I had to reevaluate and say, you know, gathering up all these crappy experiences really isn't helping me. <laughs> so, so it was real simple, meaning, you know, get better, you know, try harder, work harder, you know, study, learn, you know, so um, here again, you know, gives you some things to think about. And like I said, I'm just sharing my experiences and kind of the phases of my training program that I've been through. And, and, and I think understanding some of those and, and, and maybe a shift in your philosophy is really what accelerates people in their training program. And, and I know it did for me. So I hope this helps. I hope you have a great week of training. And as always, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better. 
whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.